Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 178. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, let's join together and thank our sponsor, Audible, as they make our daily show possible. Support Entrepreneur on Fire and go grab your free audiobook at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Jeff Eckerly. Jeff, are you prepared to ignite? Yes, I am. All right. Jeff is the co-founder of an internal startup called Kona.com. Kona is an online place for people to privately connect and get things done. It's aimed at the intersection of office execution and personal productivity, all in the context of a group or project team's purpose. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Jeff, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your company. Yeah, sure. Well, I, uh, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, really, my main thing is I just walk around looking at all the problems we see and, and try to connect them to solutions. And um, a lot of my experience has been in project-based businesses or, or working with teams to, uh, to achieve things. And so, you know, when I, when I look around um, at all the challenges we have with collaboration and communication, especially around the purposes, that's... Uh, that's where I tend to, to really get excited about ways to make, uh, make people's lives easier. And, and like I said, I've been working um, on different types of project teams for about 15 years. Started out um, in, in civil engineering, actually, and then moved into software product management. And, uh, you know, really doesn't matter what type of project you're working on. There's always, uh, you know, ways that you can improve team dynamics and those kinds of things. And that's just a, a real interest, uh, you know, that, that, that I've always had that has, you know, all played into this uh, journey with Kona that we've been on. Well, it's definitely been a journey and we are totally going to be delving more into this later because I myself am a user and really enjoyer of Kona. And in the months leading up to this interview, we've interacted over it and I've got to see how it works. And unfortunately, it Entrepreneur on Fire, I don't really specifically have a team that I'm interacting with on a daily basis. So at this point, I don't really have as much use for it as I'd like to within Entrepreneur on Fire, but I can just see how incredibly valuable it is if you have a team of people, especially in a virtual situation, just the collaboration and everything that's just all grouped into one place. So Jeff, we're going to get into that. And I really want to learn more myself as we share your story with Fire Nation. But before we do, we always start every show off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling, gets people fired up for the content. So take it away. Yeah, so mine is a, it's a short one, but I think it's really important. It's um, you know, luck is the residue of design. And it's, it's from uh, Branch Rickey, who uh, was the guy who brought Jackie Robinson to the Brooklyn Dodgers. And, you know, the, the way I look at this is that some people might say, well, you make your own luck. And, and I don't necessarily think that's true, but I think you really can influence it. And how much you plan, how much you strategize, how much you think things through um, as you try to achieve something or before you try to achieve something can really influence your outcome, whether it be you're, you're more likely to have good luck 
or you're more likely to have bad luck. I really think it all comes down to how you plan, how you design, and uh, that's just always really rung true for me. So, Jeff, this is about you and Kona.com in general, but take us down to the ground level. How have you actually applied this mantra to your life, and how has it panned out? Yeah, well, you know, I, I said I, I worked originally in a lot of projects, and, and so I've got a, a, a project management uh, strain in my DNA, I guess. So I tend to naturally uh, want to be more organized, and I think anytime you're trying to solve problems, whether it be you know, uh, building a building or um, trying to create a new software product that doesn't exist. Uh, you know, you've you've got to have some 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 planning, some forethought, and and concepts. And you know, I say all that, but the key to all of that planning is the ability to adjust and be nimble and and continue to iterate. And so, you know, I, I think as much as it's important to to have that design. And have that plan. Uh, you've you've got to be continually reevaluating that plan and adjusting, making your corrections, learning along the way, learning from mistakes, and and just ultimately uh, you know replanning over and over and over continuously every day. And and that's that's really how you get from point A to point B in, in whatever you're trying to achieve. Well, it's time for us to learn from your mistakes, Jeff, because we're now going to talk about a specific failure or major obstacle or challenge that you faced at some point in your journey. So take us back to that time. Really, we want to be there with you and share with us that failure, that obstacle that you faced and how'd you overcome it? We spent some time early on uh, maybe trying to build too much. And, and I think that anytime you're, you're looking at a new, cro- a new product or new concept, you run that risk of, of trying to... Um, Build more than you need to initially to get started. Yeah, and and so if if I were to um, you know do it over, I think I probably would have I'd apply that lesson uh, this time or next time. And and you know there's a there's a great book, The Lean Startup by Eric Reese, who um, I'd recommend to to anyone that's uh, at all involved in entrepreneur, whether it's software or not. Um, and and you know one of the key lessons there is is do as, as little as you can to learn as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, unfortunately, that book came out in October 2010, and we started in February 2010. So <laughs> <laughs> I wish that book would have came out uh, a year earlier because I, I, uh, I read it the day it came out and just thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, I'll tell you, we've had Eric Reese on the show, and everything that he writes in the book, that quality, that content – was all there in the interview as well. I mean, he is just an entrepreneurial genius on a lot of levels. Had a really great time chatting with him. But Jeff, back to you. So you've given us a little bit of an abstract failure as far as, well, let me just be blunt. You weren't specific. We really want to hear a situation where you ran up against a problem specifically and what did you do to overcome it? We started out with this concept of not having uh, of wanting to solve a problem with a new technology, and and maybe we should back up a little bit and talk about how you know this this thing evolved from within an existing company. Yeah, and and you know so I I would consider myself an entrepreneur more so than an entrepreneur, but we didn't have um, you know the, the the right team in place. We had we had an idea we wanted to build, and and I think that the biggest challenge with that was. You know, how do we move forward? And 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 
we we could fail if we if we make bad choices here, and we really didn't didn't know. And and so um, the way the way we overcame that really was um, saying, you know what, we don't know, we don't know what to do here, we don't know how we're going to build this, but we're going to find a way. And and we actually went out and and found some some key outside contractor help um, to get us going, but you know, we, we definitely wasted some time in that whole process. And I, I think, I think the way that it could have been improved is that, you know, thinking that it's okay if you don't know how to do something, um, and, and, and you don't need to worry about, uh, admitting that and, and moving forward, uh, with other options. It's just a matter of knowing what you don't know is, is just as important as, uh, you know, knowing what you do. Great insights, Jeff. And you mentioned the word entrepreneur. And in over 175 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire, these listeners have not yet heard this word. And you and I actually just touched upon it very briefly, and you really piqued my interest. So share with Fire Nation what you mean by entrepreneur. Yeah, by entrepreneur, I mean someone that uh, really starts a new business opportunity or, or product from scratch within an existing organization. So it's, it's the idea of um, saying, you know what, there's this whole opportunity that, that we're not pursuing and, um, you know, I think there's an opportunity here. And, and so for me personally, um, it was all around project collaboration. I mean, this was 2009, summer 2009. So you know, Asana really wasn't a public thing yet. Um, Salesforce hadn't acquired Minimoon yet. You know, all these this, these products that are out there um, now, it, they they really weren't. It wasn't a marketplace yet. So, so you know, you have these concepts and and you're not really sure what they are. And and you and you think, well, is this something that that I should break out and do on my own? Um, and try to pursue this concept or this 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 need in the marketplace that could solve a problem. Or, you know, you look around. What kind of funding do, is available? Do you do you say, well, no, I could, uh, you know, talk to people at my existing company and and see how this would be funded. And and so you know, you're in a situation where I was at, at Dell Tech, where we didn't have a uh, set process on you know how we innovate on brand new products. And I mean, this just wasn't something that was normal. So um, I made the decision to pursue this with Dell Tech's help. And um, I, I had a, a person that I was, had worked very closely with who essentially is my co-founder in this, in this internal startup. Uh, and, and he and I put together a pitch and we went to the CEO and um, basically explained how we could introduce Dell Tech to a whole new market that we you know, currently don't have any way to play in. And, uh, you know, that got us some seed money. Um, and we, we were really excited, but that was really just the, the first part of the journey because, um, you know, this puts you in a situation where now you're um, in an existing company with existing processes um, and, and being a startup company is not one of them. So we ended up, you know, hiring people, um, on contract basis, hiring some other people that had new talent in new areas that we didn't have um, existing talent. We we took the best that we could from other areas of the company and formed this team, and we ultimately got sequestered in different office space 
um, and had really complete autonomy from you know our previous lives of managing different products and uh, were able to operate really as a startup and that was huge um, it was it was super important to um, have the have the resources and the autonomy uh, all at the same time to really go out and try to build a great product and the the CEO was wonderful at the time Kevin Parker is who was was there when we were doing this and and uh, he said, go build the right product, figure that out, solve the problem, and uh, you know, we'll figure out how to, how to market and sell this thing later. And so I think that's from an entrepreneur's perspective, if you can get that kind of um, opportunity and leadership uh, giving you that backing, um, it really is a nice situation to be in where um, you don't have the risk of you know, not being able to pay your mortgage and what have you because you're... you're um, you know, still employed by a company, but you are acting very entrepreneurial and, and, you know, being, trying to be very lean, trying to be very iterative and do everything that, that entrepreneurs do. Absolutely. One other thing that you mentioned in the pre-interview is that this might really help listeners launch into their ventures, knowing that they don't have to just get out there and do it on their own and just really take that mentality of jumping without a parachute, so to speak, but you can jump with a parachute in certain situations in these entrepreneurial situations, which obviously have to be pretty special and unique, which is one you found yourself in. But it's just great to know that there are situations like that out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I picked up the Lean Startup, I thought it was going to be about two guys in a garage, you know, and, to, and I read that book. But actually, it's just as much about being an entrepreneur as it is about being an entrepreneur. And, you know, for anyone that that's thinking about that or, or thinking that that possibility, um, I highly encourage you to read that book and think of it from the perspective of doing it from within your company. Absolutely. So Jeff, let's go to the other end of the spectrum now. That's the aha moment because just like entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs fail on a daily basis as we're going forward in our journeys, we also have these little aha moments that are propelling us forward, that are inspiring our business, and we're coming up with different iterations every so often because of them. So take us back to a time when you had this great light bulb that just went on and you said, wow, this is going to resonate with my target market, with my audience, and share with us how you turned that into success. Yeah, sure. So, so we you know, set off to originally build a, a project management solution, right? I mean, that was the original goal here, a better project management solution that would actually get used. Right. And, and what we found is, and we went out to the whole interview uh, uh, process, we talked to, you know, 30 or 40 people at uh, different, different companies, vastly different from, you know, a, a brewmaster at Anheuser-Busch to a guy who uncouples railroad cars at Canadian Pacific Railroad to, um, people to furniture company to people at consulting firms. We, we actually did the things that we talked to people that were furthest from what Dell Tech um, typical customers are, and that was all by design. Um, and what we kept finding is, as we asked them about the challenges they have at communicating, collaborating at work, uh, they kept saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love to have a better way to keep track of." Uh, my communication around tasks and and all my uh, calendar events and that's that's a problem. Yes, we struggle as teams at work, but you know what? I have that same issue in my personal life. You know, the volunteer group I'm a part of at church, or the group of parents that I'm, uh, you know, trying to stay in touch with as I as I coach this youth baseball team. 
it was it was every single person as we dove into this said they had the same issue in their in their personal life. And so what we did with that is said, you know, what if we actually built a a collaboration tool from the perspective of an individual instead of the perspective of a project manager or the leader of a organization or or the business? Because too often if you if if you look at all the software that's out there. Um, our, our project collaboration, our project management solutions are pushed down onto the, the team you know, to serve the needs of the business or serve the needs of the project. And, and we said, well, let's, let's flip this. Let's look at it from the other perspective of me, an individual who's got a whole life. You know, I, I've got a work life. I've got a personal life. At work, I'm on six different projects. And in my personal life, I've got a couple of kids and they're in these different activities. And, you know, my whole life is this mess of email and information that's coming at me. And, and how can we solve that problem? And, and so we did something interesting. We, we took that aha moment and we, we said, let's spend the first six months, eight months, whatever, aimed at the needs of a mom who's a Girl Scout troop leader. And, and what can we do to make her interaction with the other Girl Scout troop moms um, better than what it is today? Because those Girl Scout troop moms, they have to you know, keep the schedule when the girls are meeting. They have to um, keep track of uh, different emails and communications that are going on and calendar events and so forth. And, and what can we do to make their life easier? Because if we can get them to use this tool, then we're going to get a lot better adoption when we take this to the business world. Yeah. And, and so that's really, you know, why, you know, I think Kona looks and feels the way it does today. It's meant to be more inviting to a person that, you know, is, is not necessarily in the corporate world, yet everybody that's using it is finding it very inviting and comfortable for corporate use. So we really think that we've turned that, that aha moment into the kind of the foundation of the product and what makes it special, that it really can be used for groups in any aspect of your life. And that's really what we were aiming for. Boom. Well, Jeff, you've shared with us a major challenge that you faced at Kona early on. And then you've taken us forward and shared the aha moment and how Kona has developed from that aha moment into what it is now. So take a couple minutes Tell us about Kona. We really want to be educated. Tell us about a couple of things that are just really exciting you at Kona.com right now. Yeah, so, so right now, you know, we've, we've got uh, you know, thousands of people using this uh, around the world, actually. And we, we just now are starting to talk about it publicly. Um, so we're in the early days. But, but what is so exciting is just the vastly different types of use we see people doing it from you know, nonprofit organizations running fundraisers to, um, you know, businesses using it to uh, manage their acquisition of companies. And, and it's, it's, um, it's really meeting those needs. Now, the most exciting thing as we look over the next couple of months is that we're about to release the uh, Kona Business Edition, which, as I said, we started to build this from a consumer perspective, knowing all along we were going to turn it into a business edition. But we're doing that in a way that doesn't compromise the functionality at all uh, of what's out there today for free in the, in the version that exists today. So we've learned from, from everybody that's been using it that the companies uh, want the control of 
you know, information or, or, or project spaces, we call them, uh, that relate to their company. But individuals need control of their personal lives. And we've really struck a nice balance in, in a whole uh, licensing model that will be a part of this Kona Business Edition that allows individuals to keep things separate from their businesses, from the, the spaces that their businesses own. And it's, it's really, it's, in our opinion, a fresh concept that isn't out there yet that um, we're really excited to see, um, see how people react to. Man, well, that's a great transition to be moving into that aspect of Kona. I mean, I can just really see how it can be fluid and how it's just going to expand in there. And I'm excited to track the progress myself. But on that note, Jeff, what's your vision for the future of Kona? The grand scheme or the grand, grand vision would be that ultimately we have made something that makes people's lives easier um, and, and that we are providing you know, this blend of personal productivity and office productivity that actually fits the balance of um, y- you know, the, way, the way people look at their lives. You know, most people don't, can't say, well, this is my work life, this is my personal life. It all kind of blends together. And we're really trying to you know, hit this consumerization of the enterprise trend at the right time where the whole, you know, work world is understanding this and becoming more and more open to these kinds of tools. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really trying to play into the evolution and, and changes that are happening around us. Um, you know, I think right now we're in the middle of this transition between a world that that you know lives and revolves around email into uh, a world that's learned to communicate differently through social media the last five years, and now we're starting to ask ourselves questions like, well, why are we still using email at work? Why isn't there some easier, better way for us to communicate at work? And and like I said, we're at the beginning of this trend that you know, like in the '90s when email changed work. I think we're in the same situation the next three to five years where. Tools like Kona um, and, and other collaboration solutions are going to really change the way people do all their interactions at work. And, and you know, where what's the vision of Kona? Well, it's to be right in the center of that transition, helping people do more, do it easier, and uh, if possible, have more fun at work. Cutting edge. So, Jeff, have you had an I've made it moment? You know, I... I don't think I have, and I don't know if I ever really would say I, I have made it. You know, I mean, um, if you've made it, what's left, right? <laughs> right. I, I, I think, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, the day that Kona's made it or whatever that means, I'll, I'll be wanting to do something more. But I, I guess a nice milestone that uh, I, I hope to see in the future is that I want to be in a public place like an airport or uh, somewhere where I see some stranger on a computer, and I see Kona on there, and I have no idea who that person is. That's my goal. I was on a trip recently. I was walking through the airport, and I just kept trying to look at people's iPod or their iPad. I was like, is anybody listening to Entrepreneur on Fire right now? I would love to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. No, I love this question, Jeff, and I love your answer. And I always get different answers from every entrepreneur, which is why I just have to keep this question in, because some entrepreneurs say, yeah, John, I haven't, I've made a moment every single day. And others like yourself are like, you know, if I haven't, I've made a moment that kind of denotes the end of my journey and I never really want my journey to end. So I don't really see myself having a quote unquote, 
I've made a moment. And I love how you've put it because I've actually used this word many times myself, milestones. It's so important that you're setting milestones as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, as anybody in business. And when you hit those milestones, you really do need to step back, take a deep breath, appreciate all these achievements that you've done thus far, but then put the head back down and head towards that next milestone. So it's obvious to me that you're enjoying the journey, Jeff. So I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm just going to ask you, are you enjoying the journey? Yeah, absolutely. This this last uh, two years has been uh, most exciting in my work life so far. And cool. Um, I love it. I love it. Fire Nation, let's take a second here to once again thank our sponsor, Audible. They are the reason this content will always be free for you. If you love Entrepreneur on Fire, you will love the 100,000 plus audiobooks Audible has. And spoiler alert, Jeff is about to recommend Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. You can go grab this book for free and get a 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. I have been an Audible member for years now, and there are a number of reasons they are the only place to go for audiobooks. Audible provides the best value, the best customer care, and the best selection of titles. So go grab an audiobook today and support Entrepreneur on Fire by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. We've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sounds good. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, I think, I think it was the right opportunity, especially when you're an entrepreneur. You know, if you're going to go after your company to fund it, you have to um, make sure it's at least a little bit aligned with something that makes sense to the business. So you don't have quite the freedom. Um, but, you know, once I had that um, opportunity, then, then it was uh, a pretty easy choice. You know, I said, well, I'm going to go bring this to Dell Tech. And if, if they don't want it, then I'm going to take it somewhere else. Um, so, you know, it, to me, it was all about knowing that I had the opportunity that, that was going to get the attention um, that, that it needed. What is the best business advice you've ever received? I think it's, um, you know, focus on solving problems. Sometimes, you know, you'll see people try to come up, well, come up with an idea for a new product or come up with an idea um, for, for some new whatever. And, and I think that, that if you focus on problems and, and look at, um, how you can solve them, you end up uh, being much more successful with having something that you, you know, is of value. And, and you know, Marty Kagan uh, writes on software product management, and, and he, uh, he has been pounding that into the people that read his blog and books. So that's, that's where I credit that one. Do you have an internet resource like in Evernote that you are just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Probably no surprise, but it's Kona. And, and I mean, I... <laughs> I I can't tell you. I mean, obviously, I'm biased, right? I've I've got to be the one using this. But it's your baby. You got to love it's your my baby. baby. Yeah, and, and and there's a lot of there's a great team that's behind it too, and it's their baby too. Believe me, it's not just me. But I think all of us would say um, that this tool has truly transformed the way we work and connect with others. My whole life is in Kona. 
every group that I'm a part of uh, at work and outside of work. Um, I've, I've asked them to join Kona and communicate. And, and one of the, the benefits is, is that, you know, you don't have to join Kona and stay in Kona. You can, inter, you know, connect through email. If you're like in the case we've been communicating, you know, you, you only had one Kona space because you aren't using it with anybody else, but you still got the updates and the messages via email. And, and that's the nice thing. So you can bring all these different groups of your life into your Kona. And I can tell you my email, the, the important email that I get from anywhere in my life right now is, you know, a fraction, like 10% of what it might have been a year ago. Because all my purposeful communications around the groups or, or the, the things that I care about in my life are all happening in Kona. And, and you know, you'll have to go try it for yourself. But I, I can tell you, if you can get to that point, uh, it makes communication and, and collaboration uh, far easier. So, you know, if, if you took Kona away from me today and said I couldn't use it, I honestly don't know what I'd do at work. <laughs> well, believe me, you are speaking to the right audience because Entrepreneur on Fire listeners are entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, people who are just really looking to, to take efficiency to the next level. And that's what I love about Kona. And that's what I love about this interview. And everything is going to be linked up at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jeff Eckerly. So check it out. All the links are going to be there. So Jeff, if you could recommend a book for Fire Nation besides The Lean Startup, what would it be? The book that I, I enjoy the most and has nothing to do with entrepreneur, but it's it's uh, Atlas Shrugged and and Rand, that, yeah yeah that's a book that I read uh, during a trip to Europe one time and it, it just really changed my outlook on uh, you know economics the business world the creators of you know things that really impact and change society. And it's a very motivational book if, if you've got these entrepreneurial tendencies and, and believe that you really can um, create something. And, you know, in there they talk about creating a motor that runs on air. And if, if there's any entrepreneur out there that can figure that one out, uh, you know, read the book and, and learn how to do it right. <laughs> well, to wax philosophical for a moment here, Jeff, when anybody says the word Atlas Shrugged, I am transported, not to Europe like you are, but to India because I took that mammoth book with me as I took trains around that entire massive continent. And that's all I can remember is just reading that incredible book with my feet dangling outside of the train as the <laughs> India countryside is just passing before my eyes. So yeah, I have very fond memories of that book as well. That's great. It's great. So Jeff, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Maybe go run for political office because I wouldn't have any skeletons in the closet, right? <laughs> That's a great answer. That, that would be one thing, although I, no one would know who I was either. So, Not a bad thing, though. <laughs> you know, I, I think what I would do, and, and I don't even think I need the $500 for this, is that I would go out and I would, um, you know, set up log user IDs to some of these um, free versions of 
collaboration applications for business, social business, social enterprise apps. There's a, there's lots of them out there. Of course, I would pick Kona, but um, I would go out there and I would start uh, selling consulting services to businesses on how to use these tools to become more productive and and improve your business because. I, like I said before, we're we're at this this transition or this this start of this trend towards all businesses changing the way they work. It might take a couple years, but um, any any business that that you know hasn't embraced social business enterprise uh, social enterprise software, y- you need to go out and look at this. And so, you put me in that situation with my current experience and knowledge that I have. Um, I would I would go out and and just start creating value in businesses, helping them uh, embrace these new tools. Jeff, you have given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share with us how we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. Well, I would just say um, you know again on this whole entrepreneur thing. Uh, if, if you find yourself in, in a company that, that you, and you've got ideas and you're thinking you have to leave, um, don't assume that. And, and it's all about packaging your, your opportunity, your thoughts in the right way and, and thinking like an entrepreneur and finding the right uh, person to listen to you. But, you know, I, I'm just proof that it, it can be done and it's, it, it's exciting. It's well worth it. And, uh, you know, definitely, uh, Wish you the best if you are willing to take that journey. And uh, to contact me, you can contact me at uh, Jeff Eckerly, J-E-F-F-E-C-K-E-R-L-E at Deltech.com. Wonderful. Well, like I said, Fire Nation, everything in this interview is going to be linked up in the show notes, Kona.com, Jeff Eckerly's contact information. So go to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Jeff Eckerly. Jeff, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.